What's going on, everybody? It's me, Jake Rubel, the host of the podcast, Laugh and Be Blessed. I want to do this quick intro before we got into the episode, so I'm kind of sitting here solo, just hanging out by myself. Real weird to talk into a mic whenever I'm just the only one in here and Chia's not here to make fun of me. Uh, But I wanted to do this quick intro because we have a super special episode this week. I actually had the opportunity to sit down with... Uh, two different people who are amazing in their own right, one of which is Steve Rivera from Gutty's Comedy Club. He is the owner of Gutty's Comedy Club. He's a very close friend of mine, a hilarious comedian in his own right. And uh, we sat down and we talked about clean comedy and what he's trying to do at Gutty's Comedy Club. But the other thing that I got to do that... Uh, the, the other person sitting at the table with us was none other than legendary comedian Dennis Regan. Guys, I'm so excited about this. Just meeting him and hanging out with him was so much fun. Um, if you if you don't know Dennis, you don't know comedy, I guess I could you could say. Dennis Regan, he was a writer for, well, first of all, he's been a stand-up comedian for uh, a very long time. And he's he was a writer for the show King of Queens. Uh, he is the older brother of Brian Regan, and he's been on all the late night shows. He's got his he's got specials, dry bar comedy. Uh, he tours all over the world. Uh, he's just a, an amazing comedian and just a, a delight to hang out with. So I was so stoked that he uh, sat down and hung out with us tonight and was able to do this podcast and. You know, uh, he gave us a little bit of tips and, and tricks to help uh, new comedians along the way. So hopefully you really enjoy that. We really get into comedy on this. I mean, this this whole episode is really breaks down different um, aspects of comedy and just different thoughts from different people on comedy. So hopefully you guys really enjoyed. I know I had a blast, but I, I wanted to jump on here real quick and just kind of update you guys on my calendar and let you know where I'm going to be. Uh, the first thing I want to say is that if you're listening to this before July 13th, I'm actually going to be co-hosting a podcast with Neil Snyder. Um, we're going to be doing it Facebook Live, and it will be available on Mad Hatter Show's Facebook page. So uh, jump on to Facebook, go like Mad Hatter's uh, shows, and then watch for our uh, podcast. It's going to be at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It is going to feature Dustin Sims, um, hilarious comedian Dustin Sims, viral comedian. I know you may be like, who's Dustin Sims? And then as soon as you see him, you're going to go, oh my gosh, I've, I've laughed at this dude's videos so many times. So um, definitely check that out. So that's going to be July 13th at 9 o'clock Eastern Time on Facebook Live Mad Hatter Shows. Um, And then I have a show that is going to be in Winnemac, Indiana, the 17th. Um, It is going to be, I will be hosting a show for Haas Ridgeway. And um, there's another comedian on that show, and I should probably tell you who it is. And you know what? I'm going to tell you who it is. Uh, And you're like, oh, he's stalling because he forgot who the other person is. But I wouldn't do that. I'm not the kind of comedian to do... Like, why wouldn't I just pause the show? You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't I just pause the show and then see who it is? That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't know why you guys think different 
is is really what I'm getting at. Um, and you know what? It's Robert Day. Okay? It is Haas Ridgeway and Robert Day. And it is going to be Saturday, July 17th at Tippies in Winnemac, Indiana. It's going to be a super fun show. Um, and then on... Um, let's jump forward a little bit. So next week, which is uh, starting on the 22nd, I will be in Oklahoma with Donnie Baker. Uh, it's going to be a great time. So um, Oklahoma... Actually, we're going to start... On the 22nd in Lawton, Oklahoma, and then on uh, the 23rd, we're going to be in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and then the 24th, we're going to be in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then I'll be coming back home. So for information on those, you can go to Mad Hatter Shows on Facebook, or you can uh, simply go to DonnieBaker.com. You can get the information there as well. So um, I'm stoked about those shows. Donnie is always, always fun to hang out with. So um, that's the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. And then the 25th, I will be back in Bloomington, Indiana at Hoppy Wobbles Pub uh, with Adam Couch, Grant Volkmar, and Nick Cheney. Uh, three very, very funny comedians. I'm, 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 I'm just stoked. It's going to be a great time. And then on uh, July 31st, I will be back in Indiana. I'll be in Rockville, Indiana with Rob Wilfong and Haas Ridgeway. And uh, we are going to be at the Elks Lodge in Rockville, Indiana. So uh, some great shows coming up is what I'm what I'm getting at. Like some super fun shows, some great shows. I'm going to be getting around a little bit. Um, on August 5th, I will be at Third Coast Comedy Club in Nashville, Indiana. Or sorry, Nashville, Tennessee. I don't know why I said Nashville, Indiana. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee. I'll be there at Third Coast Comedy Club with John Hickok and friends. And then on uh, August 14th, I will be in Nashville, Indiana, for real this time. Like I know before, I was like, why did I say that? That's because on the 14th, I will be in Nashville, Indiana. Uh, it's actually going to be a private show for the Merry Pranksters Family Reunion at Mike's Music and Dance Barn. But they just recently opened it up to the public. So that means you guys can go. You can hang out with the Merry Pranksters. You can hang out with some comedians, some musicians. It's like a, a whole, like two-day festival of music and comedians. I'm going to be there uh, Saturday night. I'll be closing the show out late Saturday night. So come out and have a good time. Like it, That's going to be so much fun. Uh, I'm I'm so stoked about it. And then August 20th and 21st, I don't know, now I'm getting pretty far in, out there, you know. But, um, but that's okay. Uh, August 20th and 21st, I'm going to be back at Gutty's Comedy Club in Greenwood, Indiana, featuring for Johnny W. Johnny W is hilarious. So that's also going to be just a fantastic show. Um, also, uh, I did not mention that August 8th, I will be uh, hosting a show at Hoppy Wobbles Pub in Bloomington for Dan Alton, uh, Jennifer Cooper, and Will Concanon. That is going to be a blast. I know I'm saying, like, all these shows are going to be fun, but look at my career. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm doing comedy. So why is it not going to be fun? What else is it going to be? Like, if it's not fun, why am I doing it? All these shows are going to be fun. So... Uh, July and August, there are so many opportunities for you to come out and see me, come out and hang out, come out and say what's up. So just choose one of them 
and let's do this thing. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I love you guys very much. Thank you for your support. Thank you for everything that you guys do. I'm uh, I'm just excited to get into this. So I'm uh, I'm just going to jump right into this. Here is me sitting down with Dennis Regan and Steve Rivera. I get more. I feel like I'm like announcery guy or something, and I got to say it perfectly. I think more in recent years I've gotten over it and I'll just goof or whatever. But I used to always, look at each coming to the stage, sound. What I gotta be, Mister Announcer? It's true. It's just a microphone. Yeah, that's all it is. Well, welcome to this uh, hybrid episode of Laugh and Be Blessed with your host Jake Rue. I'm joined today, not with my wife as normal, but uh, someone just as pretty. Hey. Uh, two people just as pretty, uh, <laughs> some would say. I'm actually hanging out tonight with uh, somebody who you've heard me talk about a lot in the podcast, Steve Rivera, owner of Gutty's Comedy Club, and uh, an amazing comedian who I just met for the first time tonight, uh, Dennis Regan. So... Mm-hmm. Thanks for uh, yes. being here, guys. No, thank, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having Thanks, me. Man. Yeah, uh, we and we have a couple people hanging out too. Jake Tooley's hanging out. Uh, Blake Champlin's hanging out. So, Hello. yeah, yeah. Yes. they're they're the crowd. It's a this is our first live uh, podcast <laughs> performance. Awesome. Well, so. let's make it sound like we don't have a crowd, and if we get any laughs, it's our. We have a crowd, and then there's, <laughs> and then there's nothing. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, Steve, I just kind of want to start with you. First of all, uh, I want to thank you for having this club uh, Gutty's Comedy Club mm-hmm. I love the fact that it's in the Greenwood Mall now I feel like we're getting a lot of traction here yeah. and uh, I mean you were the first club owner that was like hey I want to make you uh, you know one of our house comedians here sure, so yeah. no, thanks thank you. yeah you're welcome I appreciate it man thanks yeah, thanks for being here uh, what like how do you feel about everything that's going on at Gutty's right now I, to be honest with you I feel like we are we're making some kind of headway and in, in a difference at least for force for clean comedy or just comedy in general uh here in greenwood yeah um which is that's a conversation which, we were literally just having was it was it, it yeah. almost feels like when we say like whenever we, we say clean comedy it's like we're putting uh we're almost if sometimes it feels like we're separating ourselves from comedy and that's not the goal at all right right exactly and i feel like if we can continue to make sure that we are just putting out there the point is comedy is comedy and we want to be a part of it. We're just part of it. You yeah. Know what I mean, it's not like we're pushing away anybody else or anything like that. So it's not. We're not trying to raise any kind of uh, you know controversy or anything like that. We're not trying to do any of that. We right. just want to have fun. And well, and I feel like a lot of times, you, whenever you say clean comedy, it's because you want to make sure that people who normally may not go to a comedy club because yeah. they don't like you know filthy comedy or whatever, right. or just they don't know what they're gonna get if right. you say clean and let them know, then that just it's almost like, hey, it's a safe space for everyone. Yeah, exactly. But then it all, but you feel like sometimes it may it do can. the opposite to where people right. are just like, oh, clean comedy. I don't know if I want to do right. that. Right, and it's just, I think it's something that we definitely want to continue to, it's almost like we want to keep pressing to everybody else and let them know that it's not necessarily we're out here, you know, trying to do big things. We're just doing comedy. Yeah. And I found that there's a bigger demographic for what we're trying to do. And there's a lot of people that we're not reaching. Sure. And so I want to give them an opportunity to come and enjoy themselves um, because a lot of it is this whole stigma of, I don't want to go there because they're going to, you know, I'm going to feel bad. And there's a lot of words that I don't want to hear. And, sure. Yeah. And we get all different walks. It's not 
Oh, I've had a lot of you know I mean? like family like, members who are like, I, I don't wear, I want, I want to support you, but sure. I don't really want to go to the show just because I don't know what I'm going to hear. Right, right, so, and, which is understandable. And, right, and I totally agree with that too. Like, that I agree with anyone who's like, well, I don't want to, I don't think it's funny enough, and and I get that, yeah. I, I get it. But what we need to do is what I'm trying to do is trying to break that stigma, trying to break that idea that clean comedy is just not. Yeah, it's like. Like your joke, diet weed, right? It's like, yeah. It's like they don't they don't think it's actually something that works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, the, and it, but if you if you if you study comedy and you follow comedy, you know, I mean, if you if follow those who have been doing comedy, like yeah. Dennis, like if you follow, then you'll see there's a huge. Well, and that's what I was that's what I was gonna kind of say is yeah. that you know, uh, I, sitting here with. Is, two comedians who I really respect. I mean, you're hilarious. Mm. A lot of times I feel like a lot of people don't, you're, you're always running shows and everything. So people don't know how funny you actually yeah. are. And yeah. I know all of us who are your friends are always pushing you like, dude, get on you stage. Get on you stage. own the club. Right. Get yeah, on stage. I, I don't, I don't know how funny he <laughs> yeah. is. So I yeah, he gave me a check at the end of the week. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, once you look I at like that check, guy. you'll like realize, <laughs> once you look at the check, you'll realize, oh, he's making jokes. But I mean, you know, and sitting here with you, Dennis, like, I I don't I guess whenever like I think of your comedy I don't look at it like clean comedy you're just well, a comedian. I appreciate that because I, I don't build myself as a clean comedian. I don't it's not um nothing I don't. Right. When I started doing comedy I didn't think I was I didn't think of it that way. I thought I'd be more foul mouthed because I kind of am off stage and I just thought of it as more you know bad. I thought of myself as a little bit of a badass or whatever. Yeah. Can I say that on here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when I started doing comedy and then I would do a joke I would you know when I was uh, and I'd have the F word in there and, I, and then it would get a laugh and then the next night I'd say I'm going to tweak it out just because I was trying to figure things out and I'd take it out and the joke didn't work and I would think, well, okay, so what are they laughing at? They're, it's like a, a five-year-old saying doo-doo or something making other kids laugh. So I, I, didn't want, um, I didn't want that. I didn't want that. I wanted to um, use the language a little bit better mm-hmm. and, um, and, and I worked at it that way. It worked to try to get the jokes another way. Um, I, I see, um, I mean, I... I see some very uh, dirty or whatever you want to call it, blue comedians that are very, very funny. I love them. I think they're wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. But but for the for the most part, I'd say so many times, I see it as like um, I've seen people go up on stage and just go, "F in this, F in this, F in this, F in," and uh, it's kind of like um, steroids. Like people that do steroids and bodybuilding and say, "Okay, now take." Take the, we're gonna have a no steroid competition, right. and we'll see how well you do there. And then they go, oh, I, I, I can't, can't do it. Yeah, it's because you got nothing, really. Oh, okay, yeah, you that, got yeah, nothing. I got you. And um, I think uh, working more at the language and trying to figure out ways, just over the, it's kind of the tortoise and the hare thing, yeah. where you just like you work at this and try to figure that out, and go, okay, and use this word instead of those words. And you you get better. You get better at the language. You get better at uh, figuring out comedy, making jokes, writing jokes. Yeah, I think it's great that you explain it like that because you're not the first comedian that I've heard say 
Um, like the same, almost the same thing. I mean, so I heard stole it. You, you stole, stole it. You're a thief. You, you steal your jokes. That's why you're here. Uh, we're calling I stole you up. My thoughts. No, but it's it, because it's so true. I mean, that's the thing is, it's so true that if you go up and you do a joke, yeah. and you listen to where the laugh is, and it's like, well, are they laughing at the word I said, or are they mm-hmm. laughing at, you know, the whole premise of the joke, mm-hmm. and. I think that that's that was one reason why I write clean. You know, I want uh, because I was whenever I first started, it wasn't always clean. And then whenever I would do jokes that weren't really clean afterwards, I'd just kind of be like, "What was funny about that? Mm. You know, what mm-hmm. like what? Why were they laughing at it? Were they laughing at the way that I said it? Or were they laughing at what I said? Right. Mm-hmm. Which is important, I think. I mean, as a new comedian, I think it's important to be funny in the way you say jokes but yeah. you know there's a definitely a difference there so i'm i'm glad to hear you know you say sure. what yeah, other, what what steve's been saying and right. you know what we've been hearing comedians say for a while is like right. yeah just write good <laughs> well I, I did a stretch in new york when i after i moved to new york after i'd been doing comedy a year and a half i started down in south florida and i went to new york and at the time there and i don't know now but uh, new york there was a premium on uh, cleverness, being clever and original, and sometimes that can be dirty, but for, it can, it can, it, just clever and original by themselves. Um, uh, there was a pre- it was appreciated by the other comedians and by the audiences, and I tried to write towards that, and that's what everybody uh, tried to write towards that. It seemed like I, I look at it like, I mean, there's different ways to look at it, but like, there's only so many body parts and. Uh, you know, <laughs> cavities in the body. Right. That, yeah, yeah, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you got eighty uh, percent of the comedians doing jokes that all have to do with these body parts and stuff like that. And there's a whole other world of stuff out there. And then there's a small amount of comedians that have the rest of the universe to to um, to have fun with. Yeah. Well, and I think it is important to say, like you were saying. I mean, comedy is comedy. Like if it's if if you're cussing through your whole set or or whatever you know if you're raunchy whatever your comedy is if it's funny and it's working then it's comedy but then also on the same side like if we can just get up and do comedy without doing all that stuff Mm -hmm. you know then yeah it's all comedy it's just the way that it comes out but i do feel like being a clean comedian you get more work i mean well i um like I said, I don't build myself as a clean comedian, but I take pride. I do corporate events, and I do an hour. I do an hour, and yeah. and uh, they're very um, touchy, t- you know, touchy, understandably about certain things. But yeah. I, I've always been there's an older lady up front that looks like my aunt or something. I don't want to be talking about uh, you know uh, yeah. masturbation or right, something like right, that. With right. the, I just I, I'm uncomfortable with it. Right, and. Um, I, but I do have some things that I do. I've worked the cruise ships, and, they, and they, sometimes they have these shows that are billed as adult shows. I have the show, the family show, mm-hmm. where, which I enjoy. I love having. There's even kids up front and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Most of the comedians, a lot of them, have a hard time with that. Right. And I love them. I, I, I have I have fun with the kids, and I, you know, I do 25 or 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, I don't always love them because sometimes the kids are bouncing around. But then, then, then there's the other shows where. Uh, they bill them as adult shows. I'm talking about a certain cruise lines will do that, you know. And um, and I've heard people in the gym going, I won't go to the family show because they're they're going to the adult show because that's more spicy. And I'm like, they're miss they're kind of missing out because my my family show is really really is good yeah, yeah. and funny. Right. And then when I do the adult shows, which they call the adult shows, I've kind of learned 
and I hate to even reveal this way, I guess it's okay, but I'll do something that's a little bit spicy up front. It's really soft, I mean, compared yeah, yeah. to whatever, but I'll just sort of trick them into like, yeah, that's right, this is the adult show, you know, you came. <laughs> and then, I'll, in, right. and and then, then I'll just do my act, yeah, okay. the act that I want to do, and, yeah. it's, and I've gotten good enough over the years that it's funny enough that they don't, the people that came wanting uh, dirty or spicy, they don't even notice. You know what I mean? They, sure. They, I've had people come up to me after shows, you know, to say thanks and compliment yeah. or whatever. And I've seen where someone goes, we appreciate that it was clean. And then there's a guy standing right behind him and he's like shaking his head. He didn't even realize it. He doesn't like yeah. clean coming. <laughs> yeah. But he liked me. And I'm like, even, he doesn't yeah. even realize. He's like, wait See, a minute. Was that a clean show? Because I don't like clean <laughs> shows. Yeah. See, and that what I'm... I get this a lot too. It's like everyone does, they don't see what I experience when I have people walk up to me and say the same thing. They're saying, I'm so glad that you had this here because of the fact that it was clean. I had such a great time with my family because it was clean. I, had, I was expecting something else and it just hit me a different way yeah. and I appreciate that. Yeah. And so I'm getting that feedback, but at the same time, we're battling the whole front of you know it's just not funny because it's clean and i'm like where is this wh where has this start is it because church comedians come through and it becomes a thing where it's all oh, because it's churchy and it's it's it and has it could to be, be church clean and i, I mean think so. yeah I think and it, it definitely has could be watered down a lot yeah uh, as far as comedy is well it's my ministry now and so i'm here to give you laughs it's well a it's few like years when, when you know the separation between the two is tough to say Okay, well, I don't want to go over there to Gutty's because it's a it's a Christian club, and it's like that's not what we've established. We've established we're a club, period. Yeah. Um, and then we've also had people say, you know, I'll, I'll come to when it's a real club, and it's like, what do you mean by a real club? I want to know what is your thought on comedy because we're a comedy club. Why do we have to prove ourselves? just because we're doing clean you know it, that's where the battle is and it's interesting that when we had that conversation earlier that you didn't really you didn't really see what you know where that angle was coming from because i don't think have you ever experienced other comics say you know the battle between clean and and, and dirty well what i noticed over the years was um, there was a this trend towards uh, people wanting to be edgy that was the big word you know they were edgy and uh, mm -hmm. they would talk about this and they would talk about that and they and sometimes the things they were edgy and they were because they would talk about uh, uh, these uh, masturbation or some right, subjects right. I go Very, no, yeah. no and that's not I don't you know yeah. everybody's talking about that I don't know why you think you're so edgy you know what I mean um, or um, but and then also dirty language I, I even feel weird saying dirty language because yeah, I know. Like I, I, yeah, I'm saying the same thing yeah. <laughs> but I don't know what the heck you know yeah. foul language or whatever and I use it sometimes I, I, I use sure. it sometimes yeah, right. especially when I'm doing uh, uh, this or that I don't I don't um, handcuff myself that much to, to language wise right. I work I work hard and I use it selectively you know but I've done shows where um, they brought me in for a show, and no one told me that it was supposed to be clean. They just told me, they just got me because they think I'm a clean comedian and okay. I can do the job, and I yeah. can. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to tell me, sure. you know yeah, what I mean? Or we, might get, we might be in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Somebody's got to tell me, but right. that, that's happened a few times. They just right. seen me on here and seen me on here, and they think, see what I do, and I go. they don't see the other stuff that I can do in a, a setting or what might come out of my mouth, you know? Yeah. But... Um, um, 
But that edgy, that edgy thing, that became, you know, the the black leather jacket and the guy wearing the arm and being going up and he's being yeah. tough and yeah. smoking a cigarette and he's doing it. And he's, but to me, edgy kind of became hacky. Uh, it became the new hacky. Oh, we've got enough ed- we, edge. You go, okay, do, do what you want to do. What you want to do, but just was well, is it, it kind of like shock value now? Now everything's about shock, you know, shock jokes and well, it's it's because now the culture is like you can't say a, a lot of stuff because you'll get canceled. And there's a lot of sense, and I get it. I get those who are like, you know what, you can't talk about these subjects, and you're not going to go on the stage. Okay, well, the same attitude. I have the same attitude where it's like, look. I don't want you to say these words. Otherwise, you can't go on my stage. Why is that hard to understand? It's like you don't want these specific subjects to be said on your stage, and you don't want them to say certain words. Uh, otherwise, they'll never you'll cancel them out of your club, your club. Well, the same here. I don't I don't want these specific things on my stage because the people that we're reaching out to don't want to hear that, and they you know they want to have a good time. So the difference is tough to. It's all very it, it. it's all very tricky, and I yeah. appreciate what you're trying to do, but I, and I appreciate the um, the difficulties with it because everybody has a different idea about what's clean yeah, so and true. what's not, and different levels and, of clean. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. like you were saying, I mean, I feel like it is it is almost cuffing comedy by saying, you know, yeah, clean comedy or dirty comedy. It's like in the end, it's just comedy's comedy. Mm. Can you just do your comedy in specific places? I mean, I think that's what it just really comes down to. I, I think sometimes, but I think you get a bad rep sometimes by saying we're a clean comedy club, mm-hmm. and that, but you're saying it not in a way of being like other comedy is not yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. You're just saying it in a way like everyone's welcome here. Whoever wants to come come listen to comedy, right. you know, you you're can welcome. you can come in here and listen to comedy. Yeah, exactly. But I think it hurts you because sometimes other people may well, think like, oh, well, they don't like. Well, I was talking with Dennis about it too as well. And we had a, we had a Dennis Tooley. I was talking I was going to say him. which I Dennis. Was, Dennis right? <laughs> and it's like, well, even saying family friendly was like another thing. Yeah. You know, saying family friendly, it's like, well, is it really family friendly versus it just, it's like, guys, I'm, what I'm saying is everybody's just come and yeah, have just fun. Come, yeah, just come and have like, fun. Just come yeah. have fun. It's just a marketing thing where we have to make sure that we can separate because the idea of the business is, is really creating a whole different side of, of comedy and reaching the demographic that nobody else, I feel, is tapping into because they, they, they feel left out. You know, you're going to church, right? You're going to church and you're expect that's all you do. You don't have anything else to really go to because you're, you're dedicated and devoted to your, you know, what you're doing at the mm-hmm. church. And you're like, well, I don't want to go to something that kind of drags me back into that lifestyle that I chose not to be a part of. Yeah. Well then, okay, cool. Come to this spot so that way you don't feel like yeah. you have to. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just. And an then option. it gets tricky to be like, we're not just for that crowd. E- exactly. We're, we're for not just everyone. For the church. Right. Exactly. Because then that's where that's where exactly. you get. Exactly. We're just reaching out to people to say, you know, I want something where you know it's just a different option, different yeah. different thing to go to, but have the same type of setting where you know I like to go and hang out at a club and you know hang out with everybody and sure. have a good time. So. It's like we're battling that that whole thing. Sometimes it gets tricky because you, you just by the simple word of saying clean or family friendly, immediately you get tagged, and it's like, and that's how it was when, was when I was growing up. I was like, I do comedy, I do clean comedy, and I'm a Christian, but that doesn't mean I'm a Christian comic. 
You know what I mean? Like sure. that label of sure. you're a Christian comedian. Well, again, it no, goes like, back to that's just, just my lifestyle, yeah. dude. Yeah. It's just, just putting labels and stuff. Like, we're just yeah. doing comedy. I'm just a comedian, we're and just, I like yeah. you know, just like if I was a Buddhist, you know what I mean, or anything else. It's like sure, yeah, I'm just doing comedy. That, yeah, I just do comedy, and yeah. so well, it's probably because most Christians want to shove it down your throat. So <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, that's, those are the extremes. Welcome right? to the it's Laugh like, and Be Blessed podcast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I think that's where I wanted to get your side, Dennis, of of what because you've been in the game, you know, long enough to understand you know, what a nice what way is... of calling him old no no no. and you were like I, I felt you like pulling back i felt you pulling back <laughs> no like he knows i mean because he <laughs> I, I want to understand it because like you said you know that i do comedy and yeah. you just met him right so look at the difference here now 100%. like you know i do comedy and you just met him too as well so the difference now i knew dennis right yeah and so these other comics that i haven't seen yet that are coming to this to, to here it's that understanding okay i i've studied and I know those guys up there. Now, I don't know them personally, but I know who's up there. Sure. And then we were talking about how now there's a just a new wave of comics. So who are, who's the new wave of comedians that are coming through so that we can make sure that that stays consistent with just bringing that same thing? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That yeah. clarity. Of it. You know what I think, too, is also because a lot of the uh, comedians that have become famous and have done very, very well have can work dirty, you know. Um, and But... Um, uh, to use examples like I don't even know if Pryor was dirty ever or whatever, but he was he was, but Pryor could do three hours of clean, you know what I mean? And he learned that he could do, and, and same with Carl. I don't know if he got dirty, but some of these comedians that I know from New York that are they have albums and they get dirty. Yeah. So other younger comedians or newer comedians, they they'll look at that and go, "That's what I want to be. I want to be like that." Mm-hmm. And I go, "Well, you know what? It's kind of like, um, kind of like." Uh, you know, Picasso. Picasso learned how to draw and stuff first before he started uh, putting the eyes on the other side yeah, and, and yeah. developing yeah. his own style. He yeah. knew how to draw and he knew perspective. And then he said, "I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this." And it was like, but he already he learned the nuts and bolts of it. And I've seen. Um, I think it's important to learn the nuts and bolts of it. And I think you learn it better when um, you, you you just try to stay away from those. Uh, mm. uh, words or top topics or try to find a, a, a newer way using the language to come up with something and you, and you get stronger mm. you get stronger as a comedian and later if you want to do, if you want to do that do that you know right. uh, I, I do it sometimes I do right. it sometimes right. but um, um, but I've never I, I've never seen anybody that just started that way started dirty and raunchy in, in this subject matter be able to come around to the other way and be able to do a half hour, an hour of cleaning. Mm. Just, uh, but I've seen it the other way. I've seen people that are uh, clean and, and learn that and and then and then go, you know, I'm gonna go like this. I can do a half hour of this over there. I've seen that happen, but I've never seen the reverse. I've never seen somebody else mm. start. I've seen them intend to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this for a while and then I'm gonna tweak it up and I'll work the, yeah. you know. Yeah, I've seen, a, um, a, a, you know, Younger guys come to open mic, or, or older guys. I've just seen people come to open mic sometimes, and they'll go up and do, you, you know, pretty shocking jokes mm. that the whole audience you can just feel everyone yeah. just closing up, just like ugh, yeah, like we don't want to hear you joke, especially if they go up and do like rape jokes. Right. It's like a, not a funny topic. Right. Uh, B, we don't know you, so if you're going <laughs> so up telling you, these jokes, like yeah. maybe someone's so tied up in your car, yeah, we exactly. don't know who you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then afterwards, whenever all the comedians will be hanging out and they'll sit with us and they'll ask, they'll like, so what, how do you think we did? And we're, we don't know you, mm-hmm. so like. Mm-hmm. You came off kind of creepy to us. Yeah, yeah. Well, Anthony Jesselnick can do jokes like See. this. It's like, but we we 
yeah. he has a, a platform that he's built yeah. Yeah. where he can do that. Well, right. You know, uh, along the same lines, I'll see, I'll see, sometimes I'll see a comedian that'll tell a very clever joke, mm-hmm. a, a clever joke. Um, and it'll, they'll go, oh, it's over the audience's head, you know, or whatever. Like sure. that. But, it, but sometimes things are more clever than they are funny. I, mm-hmm. I've, I've come up with things myself, and, I, and it's more clever than it is funny. Funny is its own thing. Mm. Things that can be, things can be clever and be very funny. Things can be dirty and be very funny. Things can be shocking and be very funny. But just because something is shocking doesn't make it funny. You know yeah. what I mean? And people yeah, think, absolutely. oh, I'm, I can shock. I, man, I, man I, can think, I can write shocking stuff all day long. Right. Yeah, it doesn't right. make it I can do an hour tomorrow night of new <laughs> shocking stuff. Yeah. Right. doesn't make it funny. Yeah. Even clever. Clever is easier than funny. I can be, you know, you can come up with clever. It doesn't make it funny. Funny is hard, right. and um, any of those things can be funny, but it doesn't doesn't make them funny. Well, that's interesting because I've just been talking actually with Blake about this here recently as he shoves all that popcorn down his throat. <laughs> that was like a perfect. I wish this was a video podcast because that looked so weird. <laughs> uh, but he's so. I, the majority of my comedy uh, is I tell stories. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, that's just what I've always done. I just love telling stories. And Blake's kind of starting to uh, tell stories on stage. And what I feel like, and I, I don't know because I'm a new comedian, so it's hard for me to give advice. I can just say what I feel like works for me is that if you can make the story interesting first and captivate the audience to where they're invested in the story, then the funny stuff can come. Mm. Um, and I know that's kind of weird sometimes, like being a comedian to say that, but I came from ministry. Mm-hmm. So I was a I was a Pentecostal preacher for mm. for a few years before I started doing comedy. I don't comedy. even know what that means. Right. Pentecostal. Pentecostal. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Yeah. It means something reli- religi- religious. Yeah. Other, but, uh, Most people just think that we handled snakes. Yeah, <laughs> and that's not true. But, you know, it's just, I was, uh, you know, I was a preacher. So... It was, you have to be, if, if it's, you know, nine o'clock in the morning and half the, your audience doesn't want to be there, but they feel like they're going to burn eternally if they're not there, how are you going to keep their attention? That's true. You know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah, like, it's exactly. like you gotta, yeah. so if you can be interesting in whatever sermon you're giving, yep. then, you know, at least give them a reason to be there. Cause most it, of them it, don't want to be at church anyway. Have you tried, have you tried masturbation yeah. bits and stories <laughs> yeah, yeah. at the, at the church? <laughs> 9 a.m. at the, the service. Yeah, those always one of her. Pass around, yeah. like, like passing around yeah. the basket or whatever. Yeah, there's a reason I'm not a preacher anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you get kicked out quick. You're right. Yeah. yeah you're right about that. Uh, well, tonight, so we're sitting here. We just did the open mic. Uh, so Gutty's Comedy Club does open mic every Monday night. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're interested, if you're listening, you're interested. You're around Indianapolis or you know Central Indiana at all. Yeah. Um, check them out on Facebook. Definitely come through it's a great mic but we did the open mic tonight and you uh took over for a while which i think it, uh, the comedians were okay we were with just like ready we're like, like yeah yes. the moment that you were just like anyone have any questions like i looked around and could just see all of us just like yes would you, you explain know? what you explain to the listening audience what you mean by took over uh he basically told so us like, all to shut up and <laughs> we're listen. Listen. no Man, so class yeah. Here, yeah so yeah so you did um you did some new jokes, which was great to see a professional work on new material and see that, you know, it's it, it never changes. We're always having to do this kind of uh, craft. Yeah. But then once you were done with your new jokes that you wanted to do, you had a little bit of time left, and you just asked, you said, does anyone in here 
have any questions for somebody who's been doing it yeah, for a okay. while. Yeah. The, I hope um, that's the way I worded yeah, yeah. it. Because yeah, and it was, it was absolutely. Great. I didn't feel like, and you no, 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 no. multiple yeah. times were like, I can be done. Does anyone have any more questions? We were not letting you get off the stage. Yeah, we were yeah. like, I even looked over at Steve at one point and was like, you ask him a question now. Like, I want to, I want him to keep talking. Uh, I, I could have talked, I could talk shop for, yeah. forever. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, knew that, I, I don't know, I went up in the middle and I knew there was people waiting to go on. And so, yeah. and, and um, the stage time is, is precious to people. So I, I, I appreciate you saying that, but yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it really, well, I mean, there's not, how often do we get to have just basically a free class? And that's all it was, is that we were able to ask you questions. And I, I really appreciate the way that you approached it by, um, still making it entertaining, you know, like making jokes about Griffin. Right, I think like it was still like, funny. Yeah, so the people the that were problem. here that were not comedians, yeah, were I, still knew they were, I knew there was people that paid. Yeah, I knew yeah, there was people yeah. that paid. And I think that's, um, um, that's our job is to entertain people. I want to entertain everybody. You know, there's lots of times when the, I'll be in a room, uh, a comedy club, anywhere, anywhere, and, and there's comedians on stage and they're telling jokes for the, for the back of the room, you know, like for the sure. comedian, their yeah. buddies in the back. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. no, there's people in here. That's the easy things to make your friends in the back of the room laugh. Not that it's easy, but it's easier than making these people that came into, that's your job yeah. is yeah. to make them laugh, not the buddies in the back. Right. You can do a little bit of that too. It's important to include the whole room. I, I want the waitresses laughing. I want the yeah. people, I want everybody laughing, but my job is to make the people that paid laugh. Absolutely. And, yeah. uh, and sometimes you do the other stuff to, to, to get the room this way, but you don't ignore the people that paid. Yeah. Well, and, and I think you did a great job of doing that, of, of whenever we would ask a question, you would riff for a second, like on who was asking the question or something mm -hmm. to keep the jokes coming. Um, but I thought it was just cool to be able to hear, you, you know, like Griffin's, uh, you know, asking you, like, when is a bit done? Yeah, it's a good question. And, and I think all of us, you know, because yeah. I, I would say the majority of the room in here, we're all under 10 years in comedy. Yeah. Most say. of us under five, yeah. probably. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... So we're all thinking these things all the time. You know, we're always thinking like, when do I write? How often do I write? Or like with B, I think the thing that I struggle with personally is the majority of the things that I work on, I work on on stage. So I have to force myself to sit down to write because I don't, I don't really write. I have ideas. I have thoughts. I might jot them down, mm -hmm. think on them for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that's why I ask you the question, do you still record your sets? Because yeah. I always do. Since I'm, I feel like I'm writing on stage. Yeah. I don't want to miss something that I didn't mm -hmm. write down. But then if I do write it down, I feel like you know I'm, I don't want to miss something that I wrote down. So then it's almost like I'm thinking about a script instead of just being in the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think when I started um, adding writing to it because of the fact that I'm more animated on stage, mm -hmm. and because I'm animated, I can create more. Like it, stuff just happens, and it becomes real and it's like okay i can grab this and i make it into a character or i can make this take this and you know change that because i'm animated yeah it makes it easier for me to write like that on stage but when i added writing to that then it enhanced it even more because of the fact that i, I took that that's that chunk and i was like oh wait a minute I, yeah that's right i can actually now create while i'm think at the same time i'm, I'm reading it i can think what can i do how can I act this out? Okay, you know what I mean. So like, so, like, for, so, so you do a, a mixture. So you do a, yeah. like you have thoughts. You get up on stage. You do your thoughts. Yeah. And then you record them. I'm assuming. Right, and then right. you, whenever you listen to it back, then you write it out. Then I write it out because okay. when I go up there and I do like a joke, I I, I want to feel 
my voice. Like, I don't want it to just be, I'm writing a joke and I'm done. You know, like, I just wrote this down today. Now, I want to I wanna make it feel like myself. Yeah. So that way my voice is out and I'm like, okay, I would say it like this, not how I write it out. Because sometimes when I'm writing, I just write extra stuff on there that I would never say if I'm talking with you guys. Sure. But I write it out because grammatically and all this, you know what I mean? You get all correct with your writing. Yeah. It's okay so to it's, o- like, it's okay to overwrite too. Just yeah, overwrite yeah. a whole bunch of stuff and then and then whittle it down. Right. Like uh, the one new thing that I tried tonight, the long the, the longer one. Mm-hmm. I've never done. I never did it before. I wanted to just say the words and um, and I you know stumbled through it here and there. I wanted to say the words and um, um, I forget what I was going to say about it. Does anybody else know? <laughs> <laughs> but I but I overwrite it and then w- 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 and then bring Just it down. Bring, but right, sometimes right. people say they do their best writing on stage, and I go, well, I, you don't have that much time on stage. You have a lot of time off stage. So I, I do I do my best writing off stage, and mm-hmm. then I find out if it's uh, if it's funny on mm-hmm. stage, and then I have to bring it down and go, okay, this does work, and this works better than that. Right. But. Um, yeah, I think as a new comedian, I'm just like I'm just learning that because it has been going up and doing these ideas and then finding out what's funny on stage. But I don't know if uh, Andy Beningo, um, I've done a few shows with him, and he'll ask me. And that, now that he knows me personally, he'll ask me like after show, he's just like, "How much are you writing?" Yeah. And you know, because he knows I'm going to be like, "Not, not enough." Yeah. And he's like, "You need to write more." Yeah. And he's like, "You're funny. I like what you're doing, but if you write," then you're just going to get better. Yeah. So it's almost like if I continue down the path that I'm going, mm-hmm. I'll just become like a lazy comedian. Like I could just be like, oh, I'm just going to go up and be funny on stage, yeah. which may just keep me where I'm at. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to just stay where I'm at. Right. I want to work consistently, and I want it to be my career. So if I can do that and then pair it with honing that down and mm-hmm. actually you know, writing mm-hmm. it out, then, yeah, I, I so that's that's great. One of the things I would have one of the things I would have told the, the the gang here, the crowd, or the the group, um, after after it was over, but I didn't get a chance. Was um, I, he- I heard a lot of jokes or near jokes or tried jokes that were funny or close to funny or close to done that didn't work with this this the crowd tonight uh, because they were just kind of like these standalone jokes where. Uh, sometimes the, the 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 guy telling it looked down at the piece of paper and didn't brought it up and did the joke and I, I'm I'm watching go doesn't have much of a shot at working like that you know mm-hmm. but I would never throw them away if I, as a comedian don't ever throw anything away just keep it because um, the, you, what you're doing here is working the muscles you're getting better and you're getting stronger and then later you'll go back and you'll look at that notebook and, and you'll go, oh, I know how to make that work. Mm-hmm. I know how to make it work. And you're not even sure how you learned. It's just it's uh, all, the, all the work that you put in is kind of comprehensive and you just become better at it mm-hmm. because you tried this, you tried that. Even when, you know, they would say Edison would say he would try 10,000 things and they didn't work for the, the inventor Edison. He would say, oh, I learned 10,000 things that don't work. Right. But when you try bits that don't work, you're learning something. You learn that that bit didn't work. Um, I saw a, 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 a bunch of things where I thought, oh, he just needs a couple of things to go around it uh, that are the same topic, and he's, yeah. that would be a good piece. And then yeah. later, if he doesn't throw it away, he or she doesn't throw it away and keeps it in their notebooks, later they'll go up to that and go, oh, not, I know how to make that work, and i got a place for it. Mm, and, then, yeah. and then that's when the right. growth starts to happen. Right. We go, oh, i got a little bit of a chunk here. You know, i got a little yeah. bit of a chunk here. i got like a little two, three-minute chunk here, and I can yeah. put it with that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, how... how 
what are your thoughts on um, memorizing your set versus bringing up notes? Like on, on an open mic or just in general? Well, it's, 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 it's sometimes... Um, I knew a guy one time, he was kind of started when I did, and he, he quit comedy because he couldn't remember his... He, he, he couldn't remember enough stuff to be able to do more than 10 minutes. And um, um, I've used... Uh, I've used mnemonics. It's a fancy word for memory, but it's spelled M-N-E or some N-M. I don't even know how it's spelled. I can't remember. But it works. Obviously it works. And there's things. You can read books about how to remember things. And if you have, if that's your difficulty is remembering things, then you have a hole in your game, as they say in poker. You know, like you're always folding deuces or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You got buddies that go, look, this is what you're doing, and you have to fill in that hole. You got to, you got to work on your weakness. And if that's your problem, you got to learn how to memorize things, not just accept the fact that uh, that you have a bad memory because it can be improved. And there's lots of uh, uh, memory techniques. I use a combination of them. Okay. Uh, I don't want to give give too much away so here to this uh, non-paying audience. <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> Oh, some of them pay. <laughs> for the podcast? And we just want to say thank you to thank our you Patreon much. supporters. <laughs> we love you very much. But I'll, 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 if anyone's uh, yeah. smart enough to listen and be paying yeah. attention, taking, you know, there's image, there's image. You can remember images easier in your head than you can text. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I, I have these little maps that I make up and a picture of the sun will be my wet, the stuff I want to talk about weather. I can see the whole, you know, there's a grid on in my mind. I, I take, I draw it and I can see yeah. it. And when I'm up there, I, I don't have to do the same stuff in the same order all the time. Right. Sure. If you don't do these yeah. sorts of techniques, you have to kind of go up and it becomes sort of rote. Yeah. And when it becomes rote, it becomes kind of unfunny. Yeah. So I like to bounce around. You know, do this, do that, do this and this and that. And uh, besides that, I don't just use one technique because that's just... For chunks, but if I come up with and sometimes uh, you forget that technique, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but 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 if I come up with f- f- three or four new pieces, yeah, new jokes that that kind of work together, and then I'll say, what is the keyword to them? And one might yeah. be uh, um, car, mm-hmm. and then one might be earpiece, and one might be um, elephant. I'm just making this yeah, up. Yeah. Sure, yeah. And then and then one might be phone, right? And I go, okay, you know, I'm going to put these together. These four, I'm going to put these in order, and I'm going to use the first letter, C-E-E-P. It says keep, and I get to it, yeah. and I go, keep, keep. In my head, I kind of know where the next bits are coming. I'm not just doing a joke and then having to do yeah. the next joke that jumps in my head. I kind of know where I'm going. Yeah. This is when I'm trying new bits or I'm making a new order of things. And what that does is it makes you kind of relax when you're up there and you're going boom, boom, and you can perform the things better yeah. Yeah. and you can uh, enjoy yourself more and enjoy the laughs rather than what's next. What, I'm all, yeah. I, you're always loading the chamber, I call it, like what's yeah. the next bit going to be? Yeah. And that's not that much fun. Yeah. But if you make these little chunks and you go, okay, this and this and this. So those are a couple of the techniques that I use in conjunction. And uh, I showed um, I showed a, a buddy of mine one time that, the, the, the images that I had on a graph and he goes oh that's too advanced for me and he just kind of rejected it's, it yeah. and, I, and I go no it's Wait. simple yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. simple yeah. That's funny. That's but he rejected it because it looked like hieroglyphics yeah. to him you know yeah, what I mean exactly exactly like, oh, that's the point yeah, okay, so yeah. I, what I what I shared uh, with one, at, on one of our podcasts on Pops and Regan show um, I shared my, yeah, mind, mind Palace. Pops and what? Pops and Regan. 
Reekin? Uh, Dennis Tully's pops. And where can I'm, they? I'm where, the where can people? Oh, the Reekin. I thought you said Reekin. <laughs> so I shared. I shared the same t- uh, technique that I used. <laughs> the Reekin. It's mind mapping. Yeah, so, I do that too. I didn't so, want. To, I didn't want to tell. And it was, <laughs> I do that too. About that. No, so, no, I mean, no, no. Just, you, what I'm thinking is just because what helps me is now that I have the club here and I, I know how the club is laid out. Well, do you want to explain? I what, take, oh, okay. okay. So basically, what I do is I take the same type of. Um, approach where I think of these images mm-hmm. in my joke. Yeah. So one joke is about my family, right? And I like to have family together. So what I think of, um, well, actually, I'll say this. I start off with like with with the chapstick joke, where I forget my chapstick, and, and then it's like, or I grab my daughter's barber chapstick on accident because I was rushing to get here, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna lie, I feel sexy right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I go, I take that cha- I take chapstick, mm-hmm. and I put it on table number one. And I so I see chapstick on that table. Yeah. That's my first joke. Yeah. So it, it triggers my my memory to remember yeah. that joke. Now I know what it's like. I know how to you know act it out. But at the same time, I'm seeing okay that is table one has chapstick on it. So that's my first joke. Yeah. And so I go to each table and I place a specific yeah. you know image yeah. of my joke on there so that I know. That's what. That's my next joke, and I can look at all the different tables. Just think, while I'm panning the crowd, I'm looking at table five, and like I might be able to hit that joke instead of this one. That's right. So it frees it, you up. It frees yeah, your it mind does. up. And yeah. so that's why I'm more creative on stage when I'm able to give myself those images and say, okay, I'm focusing on the images. Not really. And I hear the crowd. I hear the laughs. That's great. But I'm seeing. I'm seeing. Okay, I'm going to table five right now. Mm-hmm. And just because, and it creates that comfort, like you're saying, because. I'm more visual mm-hmm. because I'm a creative person. Visually, I can see my jokes. It makes it easier for me to, instead yeah. of verbally, every single word. The audience would really be surprised to see what's going on what's in their minds. They only knew. Like there's times when um, I'll be um, getting to the point in my, in, 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 on the five or six minute point where I'm really getting to a, a joke that kind of brings me to the next level or something. When I have when I had a structure when I have a structured right. set like that, right. and then I'll be up in the, and then here comes the waitress to take order from a big table and I'll go, oh, I don't want to do that piece right now. I'll be I'll be wasting it because of the distraction factor, right? So I'll just kind of like tread water and do a couple of bead jokes until and, I, and the whole time I'm just kind of watching I'm watching and how, how long is this waitress going to take to get that guy's drink get him a beer or whatever and they're taking forever and all you want the cheese fries or whatever you know and then and then, and then finally and I'm just treading water doing this joke that joke and then they go away Finally, she goes away, and then I go, okay, now I can do that, and boom, it does bring him to the next level. I'm like, that was pretty, that was pretty yeah, good, but yeah. it's not, it's not easy to, it's not easy to do that. It's, uh, it's, uh, you figure, you learn that after a while, you know. Right, and I think that's where memorization versus, you know, really st- sticking to just the words verbatim. It's gonna, it, it's for me, it seems like there's a battle there. Like and, it hinders and, you. Yeah, like yeah. there, I don't want that. Like I'd rather it be natural and organic yeah. in my voice yeah. rather than it being. I did. The, I did the same thing that you're talking about, but I did it with the house that I grew up in. And house, and, yeah. and what, what did you call the word? Mind mapping. Mind mapping. Yeah. Uh, Dennis, your your dad had a different word for magic kingdom. I don't know what he. Was, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no uh, one ever knows what his dad's talking about. Um, <laughs> but but it doesn't matter. But uh, I didn't even have a word for it. I just I, I, yeah, I, I just, didn't even have a name for it. But yeah. I, when I would. 
come in to, to my house. There was some trees there, and that, there was like, okay, yeah. that'll be uh, that'll be the weather piece. And then oh, wow. up by the mailbox, which was up by the side of the house, that was the a bit I did about uh, stupid things that I do. And there was so I can kind of just walk. And then I go into this. We used to go in the side door, and in the side door there was a little pegboard where we hung hats. And I would yes. put, I would some, and then I would combine things, and I would put up on the uh, um, on the on the on the. Um, on the pegboards, the letters like C A M P. Uh -huh. I could see the word camp, and each of them represented maybe a bit or maybe a chunk. You know what yeah. I mean? And so, but it makes it relaxed me to go okay, boom, 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 and then I'm going over here and I'm doing this, and then later in the set I go, oh, you know, I haven't been to the back bedroom yet. I haven't been out to the, my <laughs> exactly. garage. Yeah. Exactly. So, so, yeah. so you, you can. It's more like a yeah. menu that you can pick and choose right. from rather than having to go in the same. And so many times you do a set and you get thrown off by. You know, maybe uh, you know things happen. It things happens. happen, and yeah. I and people that have to go in the same order and this kind of thing, they get they really get thrown, and I get thrown less, be um, uh, because of these techniques. Well, and I think that's great because also maybe you forgot at one point to go to the guest bedroom, mm -hmm. and then you're like, how am I going to get to the guest bedroom from where I'm at now? And you're just like, oh, just take the hallway. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like you have a joke for that, exactly. to where you're able to go that direction exactly. with it. Yeah. Exactly. That's Perfect. funny because see that I can see where people are like, well, that's too much, but if you if you make it where it's so personal, like you can go back and remember, you know, growing up and your next door neighbor and his right. name and his and what happened there and how he punched me and I got into a fight with him. You can get into that so much easier than, well, let me write about what happened when I. Well, you know what I mean? also it's like, it I feel like, like the it's people, so much more personal. the ones that are going to be like, that's too much, are also probably doing 20 minutes versus an hour and a half. You know what I mean? It's like, right. that's as, cause right. that's, that's my fears. Like that's I'm at, I'm at 40 minutes right now. Yeah. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, you, you, like yeah, what yeah. you're saying, like it's, if I don't do it in order, sometimes you're running out of you bullets. I'm like, okay, well, how if, if yeah, I true. I miss this point. whole part about yeah. you know this whole section, well, how am I going to get back to it? Right. And well, transitions. So from, being able yeah. to have these tools to be like, because I mean, I can't. I'm I'm at 40 minutes right now, and yeah. I'm just like, wow, what's an hour going to be like? <laughs> like, man, you know right, what I mean? That, I mean, but that is the the whole process, the same process as your five ten minute process. You're going. Your 10 minute is 10 and you're like, wow, I hit 10 minutes and then I'm going to add another five minutes and I'm 15. You yeah. know what I mean? That's, it's the same yeah. process because you're, you're, you're knowing the, how to navigate through those 15 minutes. Yeah, but you also got to just figure out how is it all going to fit in your head. And I have a big head. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but like how am I going to get it to fit in there? So like these tools yeah. are perfect. Like well, that's let me, great. Let me, let, me, let me add this to it because yeah, before GPSs, because nobody knows how, where anything is, you know, how to get to anywhere, anybody just push the satellite and that'll take <laughs> me there. But before that, um, say you're going to, um, uh, you got, an, you got an, a new girlfriend and you're going to drive to her house and you need directions and you got to make a right on Bird Road and a left on this. And she lives in it, you got to do this and you got to do that. And you got to write it down, you got to write it down, make a map. And then yeah. the first night you follow the directions and the next night you follow the directions again. And the next night you don't need the directions. And then you find yourself driving there without even thinking about it. You go, how the hell? I was thinking about something right, else. Right. You drive yeah. So it's the same sort of thing. People that think this is way too complicated. To, no, it becomes sort of the same thing. It becomes almost I don't want to say effortless, but easier. Yeah. Um, I think for since you know you have preached before and you you've been through that right, and so you prepare. I really haven't. But I made what all I'm that saying up. is, okay, no, so like when my my dad would he would know his the whole over like the point that he's gonna make that day, mm -hmm. right? So I have this whole point that I want to make, 
right? And so you have an un, you have a topic, you have the reason why I'm going up on stage. For me, it's about family. I'm all about family. My whole thing is I want to bring you into my world. So my whole focus is on that specific topic. So if I can remember at least what I want to say that night makes it easier for me to remember my jokes because my whole point here is to introduce you to what I want to yeah. to my world you know yeah. what I mean no, and instead that, of just yeah. I want to slang out jokes I want to tell you something yeah and you it's have a topic story, right so there's it makes it easier for me to know okay tonight even if I'm doing 15 minutes I want to say I want to overall make sure that I make this point strong that I'm all about family yeah. you know what I mean mm-hmm. or I'm all about you know weird stuff or I'm all about you know just these specific topics help me remember if I can hit that point home, then I, you know, my jokes. Can it's come. funny you say it like that. Cause, uh, on the way up here, I was listening to Dusty Slay's podcast. We're having a good time. You should check that out. <laughs> I was listening to Dusty's podcast and he said something very similar to that, which struck a chord with me because he said almost word for word, what I learned while training quote unquote, to be a minister, mm-hmm. you know, sitting in minister classes and th- what they would say is that, you know, your sermon, l- think of it as a tree. Mm-hmm. And you're going up. Wait, this the, is too complicated. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, you're going up. The, the I can't be throwing trees yeah. into this. <laughs> yeah. think, okay, weather. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, it's like you're going up the tree and then you, all the branches come out. So you go out on these branches, but just make sure you're always coming back to the tree. Yeah, true, yeah. And it was weird because that's how I learned how they taught us to preach was like, go, you do this, you can come out. Mm-hmm. Just make sure you come back to your topic. Right. So that way you can get to your point. And Dusty said almost word for word that on his podcast wow. today. And I was just like, yeah, which is close to what you're saying. Yeah, is yeah. That Did you steal it from Dusty? This is all my podcast is, is you guys just stealing <laughs> things and bringing them to my audience. Right, right. So. <laughs> well, before we, we finish up, yeah. uh, so the show, my podcast is called Laugh and Be Blessed. Mm-hmm. And I, whenever I have people on, I just always like to ask, like, what does it mean to you to be blessed? So... Uh, Oh, man. Not to put you on the spot. No, no, no. I I feel that for me, being blessed is having relationships. Also, it doesn't have to be religious or spiritual at all. It's just what it means. It's cool, man. Um, Am I going to be put on the spot? Yeah, that's why I had him go first. (laughs) I hope you can think on it. (laughs) I think, think, man, (laughs) friendships for me is is a blessing. Being able to be a part of something that connects us Mm. is a blessing to me. Um, Whether you're a comic where you're coming, you know, from, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to come and do this. I want to learn how to do clean. That's a connection that I really appreciate is those who are just want, they want to work and they want to know what it's like. That relationship is important to me. And then that direct relationship with, and friendships with, with everybody here in open mic and just learning other comics, local comedians, that relationship is so important. And then for me, I'm blessed because of the fact that I can provide, you know, um, yeah. Just yes, a place, we're blessed because a stage. You, you know what I mean? Just seeing that love and seeing that relationship is—it's a blessing to me to be able to. And then you know, of course, I got my kids, my, my oh yeah, my wife for sure, kids, for sure, yeah. But for me, that's like super. This right here, right now, is is the blessing for me. It's being able to know you guys. Right on. Thanks, man. Yeah. Same. Yeah, yeah. Same. It's not the same for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 does it mean to be blessed? Like, what do you think of whenever this you? This is an easier question for preachers and stuff to answer than, yeah. than comedians. But uh, that's why I ask it. <laughs> but you know, I um, I've, I've become a little bit addicted to YouTube. You know, um, I listen to a lot of different things on there. I enjoy it and, um, and all kinds of different things. And I, 
I will sometimes, I don't want to say feeling sorry for myself, but you know, I'm on the road and I'll be in a hotel and I wish I wasn't and I, mm-hmm. um, missing my family or my, uh, my lady or, uh, home cooking and that kind of thing. And I'm like, this, this, this sucks, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and then I'll listen to a podcast where a guy talks about being in the hole in prison, uh, yeah. and, I, and I go, holy, <laughs> hell, holy, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm okay. I, 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 I'm bitching, I'm bitching because the the water doesn't get hot enough in the shower. And I'm like, no, it's 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 fairly warm, you know what I mean? So um, those sorts of things. Um, I, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm embarrassed that I need that sort of thing to appreciate those things, but uh, um, it, it helps me. It helps me. I remember one time I was on a cruise ship and I was I was in like luxury and I was listening to this guy talk about his experience in uh, in a, in a, a, a Vietnamese prison camp mm. and I'm living in complete luck I'm lonely I'm lonely I don't have any friends around but I was like oh, I can deal with loneliness you know what I mean I have I have people someplace they're just not here with me and I have I can go get some cookies if I want to you know what I mean um, so those sorts of things kind of bring home uh, the thing my blessings to me you know yeah, that's great. That's perfect. Well, I appreciate both of you guys doing this. Honestly, thank Thanks. you so much. Um, is there what do you have coming up? I'm going to Peoria. Oh, I'm part of the Clean Comedy Challenge here. Mm. Uh, I, I'm going to do a workshop or something like that, uh, Q and A, and do and perform at it. Uh, Leslie Townsend, she's been putting that on for a, a, a few years, and she, that's moved yeah. around, and she found a home here at least yeah. uh, for this year. And yeah. That's great. And um, then I'm going to Peoria to work. Uh, a theater there uh, on uh, Saturday night. Saturday night. Nice. Is, is there like a website people can go to to find your schedule or anything? Well, um, it's I have DennisRegan.com, which I was able to acquire at a certain point, <laughs> uh, but I don't have a calendar on there. Um, and for uh, for a, a couple reasons, one. For the last couple of years, I've been working cruise ships a lot and doing corporate events, mm. and those aren't things that people could go to. Yeah, sure. So it was like if I had something that looked like, uh, and I put it up, if I put a calendar up, and it looked like this guy's only got one gig in the next two years, <laughs> so it looked it looked bad. So I didn't have like, but people write and go, where the heck can we find yeah, you? Yeah. And I said, just follow me on, on on Twitter. But I don't have a calendar on there uh, with much, and maybe I should do that. I do have a, quite a few things. Uh, going on um, for the next year so you just give me an idea um, to have a calendar of my events I got I got to call a couple of um, uh, a few um, a month or so ago and um, and the guy said he wanted me to come to um, South Dakota in January of next year and I hadn't even booked much you know after COVID everything was I hadn't booked I go South Dakota and January, I said, I'll do it for a billion dollars, you know, <laughs> because I'm a Florida boy and now I live in California. But I'm going to go up there and do it like a festival in uh, in January, and uh, and I'm looking forward to that and, and a bunch of other stuff in between. Awesome. So they, so Twitter's probably one of the best places to find out where you're going to be for people. I, um, <laughs> and, and I have I have a fa- Facebook fan page. Okay. I guess a, a fan page, and I put a lot of comedy on there too. I had a YouTube. I have a YouTube channel called That Darn Dennis. Which I put a lot of videos that are different from my stand-up, mm. and they're all—they're actually the videos are kind of different from each other. Um, they're and uh, you know YouTube's kind of hard for independent producers like myself. They, yeah. They, yeah. So a lot of things have been on there for a few years and only have uh, a few thousand uh, views. 
but I've also I also put them those videos on Facebook so my Facebook fan page people can go on there and kind of scroll down and they can see the videos or they can see me on YouTube it's called yeah. the, did I say it already that darn Dennis yeah, that is already yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> perfect all right Steve what's going on at Gutties Gutties is pretty much every single week man Mondays our open mic Thursdays our um, improv team plays um, uh, every second and fourth Thursday and we also have karaoke yeah that night too as well and then Friday Saturdays our prime time so we have uh, this week is going to be the Clean Comedy Challenge, and then next week is going to be Joe Byers from Hot Breath um, Podcast too as well. So, yeah. I mean, we got a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, again, we're just going to keep pressing and you know, keep. You're keep forgetting about do, a bro. really big thing that's happening with Goodies right now that you guys <laughs> just talked about. Yeah, we are uh, opening another location in Minnesota. It's so a big Adina, deal. Dinah, Minnesota is uh, our our new uh, location with uh, Kyle Yamada. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm excited. Winds, that's great. You know, I have a, I have a winter home in Minnesota. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have and to a have summer home in Arizona. You <laughs> 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 have to open up in Arizona too. Um, but yeah, uh, September 10th and 11th, Bonehampton is going to open up there for. for oh, open. nice. And who's uh, feature for him? Who's featuring? Who's uh, feature for Bonehampton? Who's coming again? up to Minnesota? <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh, Jake, we're both heard of him. Jake, yeah. yeah. So, I'm is it Minneapolis or where is it? It's it's. It's about maybe 15 minutes away from that, uh, from Minneapolis. So a dynasty little, it's like um, Carmel, <laughs> Indiana. It's yeah. like, you know, it's up there. But uh, it's we've been able to do the same setup um, at the uh, South Dam Mall. Perfect. Um, so it's 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 actually a little bigger than the one that's here in Indiana. So we're going to have a lot of fun. Nice. <laughs> so that bad boy. Uh, GettysComedyClub.com. You can get all the information yep. there. Or... Download the app. Exactly. The app. If you uh, download the app, the app right now is only specific for Indiana, but you can actually get um, Minnesota tickets are going to be available uh, probably the end of this week. Perfect. Um, and then uh, you'll be able to purchase tickets for that for that uh, coming show. So that's awesome. great to hear. Uh, good congratulations you. on Thank that. You. Yeah, we're excited yeah, about it. Fun, Definitely, I'm excited about it. Yeah, more work. I enjoyed. Yeah. I enjoyed my. Uh, work. Right. I enjoyed my weekend here very much. Yeah. Good crowds. It was great to have you for sure. So book him there. Yeah, we're gonna have to book. That's what we're gonna. That's what we're gonna. That's what I was. That's what we want. We That's wanted, what I was hitting yeah, we want to. I know you got stuff to do. We want a commitment right now on air. I got it. I'll put it on my calendar. He'll put it on his calendar. All right. Well, thanks guys for doing this very much. Thanks, thanks for everybody thanks, for thanks, listening thanks, to this. Thanks to Blake and Jake for uh, hanging out in the background. Yeah,